our Savior. Let's let them know about um, Christ's soon return. Um, let's, let, let's not let a day go by where we don't share um, with someone about our Savior. Also, we want to remember the revival. We know that God is, is doing something even in this midst here. Um, it's easy to look out and see familiar faces and some lose heart, some you know, want a packed house, but, you know, it's about the word of God going forth. And I believe that although the individual may not be in this seat, um, they may come across this online and, and be blessed by it. Um, and so we want to continue in that service of trusting God even when we can't trace him. Um, also, let's remember our top family. Um, let's remember those members that, um, for whatever reason, have not made it back. We want them to come on home. Amen. So let us bow our heads um, as we look to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful. We're so privileged and we're so honored that you have chosen us to be able to be a part of this awesome, this awesome moment. Uh, Father, we take nothing for granted, but in all things we give thanks. For you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. And so we thank you so much for this privilege to be able to come before you, to be able to share a word. We thank you, Father, for just granting us traveling mercies. We thank you, Father, for our last night lying down and our early morning rising and how you just cared for us as we traveled over the dangerous highways and byways. We give you praise. We give you honor. And we definitely give you glory. So God, tonight we invite you to come and sup with us, to fellowship with us. Um, Father, we also ask that you would forgive us of our sins. Ask that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness and help us to reflect you in everything that we say and everything that we do. For it is our desire to be a people prepared to receive you in that great getting up morning. So come here today, oh God, fellowship with us, do what you do. Keep our minds in, at peace, oh God. Let us not look at the winds or the waves, but let us stay connected to you. For at the end of the day, oh God, it is our desire that your name be glorified. We ask that you remember all of our members who, for whatever reason, oh God, have chosen not to return back to your house of worship. We pray, oh God, that you will just touch them in a very special way and, and that you will direct them back to you. We ask, oh God, that you would remember in a very special way this revival. Lord, each time we stand here on this platform and we share your word, um, we pray that your word does not return unto you void, that it will touch somebody somewhere. We may not see it, we may not understand it, but Father, you are working behind the scenes. So we just want to do our part. We want to just continue to trust when we can't trace you and believe even when things are just unbelievable. Again, God, have your way tonight. Do what you do. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God is good. What a mighty God we serve. Can we sing that right here? What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. 
What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Angels. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. I command you, Satan. I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord. To pick up, to take up your, your weapons and flee. For the Lord has given me authority to walk all over you. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Angels, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord, to take up your weapons and flee. Authority to walk all over you. What a mighty God! What a mighty God we serve! What a mighty God we serve! Angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we Amen, amen. We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. Listen, I want to apologize to those that are online. I think we do have our live stream up and running now. We did have some glitches in the beginning, um, but um, we do have our uh, president in the house. We want to just give a shout out to him. We're not going to, unless he wants to come back up, but we want to just thank him um, for being here with us tonight. Um, We praise God for him and his leadership um, throughout our conference. Um, We also want to thank God for you who are online. We give God praise for you uh, for spending time with us. We know that um, you could be doing something else. There are some other services out there that you could be watching, but you have chose to chime in to Tabernacle of Praise. And so we want to say welcome. We thank you. We praise God for you. And we pray that night after night that you have been receiving a rich blessing. So we want to say thank you. Now go ahead and just share this with your friends, with your family, and even type in the chat where you're, where you're, where you're tuning in from. Let us know where you're, where you're tuning in from. Um, but yeah, share the link, share the like, let them know you're here um, because we're here to just serve. And also those that are in the house again, as always, we praise God for you. We want to go ahead and get into this word um, a little lengthy tonight, but we know that God is going to do a great, a great work. Um, and we just give him all praise. One of my favorite saying is God is good all the time and all the time. God is good, And he is definitely a good God. Amen. All right. All right. Tonight, tonight, um, we want to go ahead and get right into our time tonight as we look at our topic for tonight, um, which is the fourth book of heaven. 
the fourth book of heaven. Um, we know that God has um, books all over, amen. There are so many books, amen, but we want to look at this here, the books of heaven. So we want to just pray right now. Father, thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. We give you all praise, we give you all honor, and we give you all glory in Jesus' name. That the people of God say amen and amen. Again, the fourth book of heaven. A very, very, very powerful, powerful message um, as we look at um, uh, these books in the, um, the books of um, heaven. Um, these four books of heaven, um, we find the answer to who we are as well as what we are. These are the two questions that we're going to be looking at tonight, who we are as well as what we are. We'll look at the book of God's on God's shelf. Amen. The book on God's shelf. First, there is a book of good deeds, also known as the book of remembrance. This is a book right here found in the book of Malachi, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, which simply reminds us, it says, A book of remembrance was written before him that for them that feared the Lord, they thought about his name. So the book of remembrance is God's book of our good deeds. Amen. And then there is another book um, on his shelf. Amen. And you know, if there's a book of good deeds, there's also a book of evil deeds. Amen. There is a book of evil deeds found in the book of Jeremiah chapter two, uh, verse 22, which simply reminds us as for though you wash yourselves with lie and use much soap, yet your iniquity is marked before me, says the Lord. So here we see that there is a book of evil deeds, a book of good deeds that are in on God's shelf. So we see that God has two books, one for good deeds and one for our evil deeds or our sins. And then there is a third book. There is a third book. Now this third book is the Lamb uh, uh, book of life. Found in the book of Revelations, chapter 21, of verse 27. Amen. And it simply says that there shall in no wise enter into the New Jerusalem anyone except those written in the Lamb's book of life. So this is the final book that will have the name of all of those who will be who will make up his kingdom. And we'll spend eternity with him. This book of life. And then let's, let's go on. But we must understand that the first three books are of no use without book number four. As important as they are to God, the first three are no value without book number four. So what is this fourth book on God's shelf? Well, this is the forgotten book. This is the book. That's why God simply says in the book of Hosea, he says that my people are destroyed for what everybody for the lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And that is it that Jesus wants us to be knowledgeable about. What is it that he wants us to be knowledgeable about? What is it that he wants us to know? What exactly is it that is destroying God's people? Well, Revelation 21 27 simply shares that with us. 
It said, there shall in no wise enter into the new Jerusalem anyone except those written in this book. Where? Where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. We don't clearly understand exactly what it is that is that we when we do what we do. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we do things, we say things, we get involved in things and we really don't understand the backdraft by the stump of the stuff that we do. We're not knowledgeable of it. Well, God wants us to be knowledgeable about who we are and, that's, and, and, and also about what he wants from us and what we are. It's very important for these two questions and how they can be accomplished. We have to understand who we are and what we are. But Jeremiah, Jeremiah puts it like this. God said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. Everlasting love and drawn are two words that we think when we understand exactly what they're saying. But let's dig a little deeper. He said, I have drawn you. You know, when I think of the word draw, you know, it's very, you know, I think of like a etch-a-sketch or, you know, where you draw, where you outline something. God said, I have drawn you to me. I have drawn you. I have, in other words, God is saying, I have made you into me. Made you in my image. I've done everything uh, uh, that, that for you to get you prepared for this journey. Let's go on a little bit deeper. He said, I have drawn you to me. Not only said it, he said, but I've also loved you with an everlasting love. A love that have no end. Now, I can sure, I'm sure, I'm quite sure that some of us have uh, 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 been in, in, in relationships where love has ended. Uh, um, uh, my cousin, uh, 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 she, she, she has a song out that says, what love has to do with it. Uh, 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 but the truth of the matter is, uh, uh, God said love has everything to do with it. He says, my love and kindness has drawn you, it has, done, it, it, it has drawn you close to me. And so... God understand exactly what we need before we're in need of it. Uh, 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 it, it is in, in this book right here, this is the book right here, this everlasting love uh, uh, means that God knew you before time began. He knew you because you were already in his special book, this book of God's DNA. That's the fourth book, the book of God's DNA. And without it, the other three of the, on the shelves would have no meaning or bearing of significance. Without this book right here, this book of God's DNA in you, those other books, the book of good deeds, the book of evil doing, none of those books, the book of knowledge, none of those books will serve any purpose without the book of God's DNA in you. Psalms put it like this. Uh, uh, Psalms 139 
uh, 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 or Colossians says it. Let's um, look at Colossians first. Uh, uh, Colossians simply shares with us God's DNA in us. It simply reminds us that there is this molecule in us called laminin. Anybody familiar with laminin? Amen. Uh, 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 This DNA that God has placed inside of us, this molecule is what's holding us together. And and, And it's very interesting that this molecule is in the shape of a cross. God's DNA placed in you and placed in me to keep us together. Here we go. Psalms 139 verse 16 simply says, and in thy book, all my members were written inside the covers of God's book of of members. Also correctly labeled as God's book of DNA. Uh, We see here that God has placed us and has formed us and has created us in such a way that at the end of the day, God has said, my blueprint for you is for you to know who you are and what you are. You see, we have a lot of individuals that are walking around, don't know who they are, don't know where they are. They don't know what they're doing here. They're just aimlessly walking through life. And the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, we have individuals that attend our church services that are aimlessly walking through life and not knowing exactly who they are and what they are. We're just here. Uh, uh, we just, we just, we have, we have gotten accustomed to to um, to the fellowships. We've we become accustomed to to the good music. And, and and the truth of the matter is, let me just put a pause because we do have good music here. But it, it, but but you know, uh, uh, we have become accustomed to the feel good, and we're not realizing exactly what we are and who we are. And it's evident in some of the struggles that we've been dealing with. You know, I've I, I, I've said it before, uh, and and I say it again that if you've been in the uh, a, a, a Christian for thirty years and you're still struggling with that same issue. Because there are some things that God has de- would, would deliver you from. There are some things that as a Christian who has been walking with God uh, for 30 years, you, you, you ought to be an overcomer by now. If I'm still, now I know I'm about to step on somebody's toes out there, but I have to tell the truth and shame the devil. If, 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 if I'm still struggling uh, with alcohol. Amen. I know my... President sitting right there, but just want to disclaimer that I, I don't have an alcohol issue. Amen. Uh, but I, I had one. <laughs> Amen. Uh, uh, I, I had one. Amen. Uh, uh, but, but, but I don't have one now. I, 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 had, I had some other struggles. Amen. And the truth of the matter is that God has placed something in us to draw us close to him. There are some things that God is doing in our life. He said, listen, listen, we ought not to still be struggling with certain issues. There are some things, my brothers and sisters, that God said, I will deliver you from immediately. Now, there are some things. We talk about Paul with the thorn in his side. There are some things that God said, listen, I'm going to keep that on you because that very thing right there is what's going to keep you on your knees. 
Because there are some things that if God just delivered everything from us, if God took everything from us, then, then we wouldn't have a need for God. So God's DNA, God's plan, God's purpose for us. God understand exactly uh, uh, who we are and what we are and what we need, my brothers and sisters. Now, here we go. The DNA controls our human growth. It controls our development, the unique characteristics of each individual and all cellular activities and functions of the body. Our DNA. Everything about us ought to be about God. Mm. Even in 2021, our thoughts ought to be a reflection of God. Our attitudes ought to be a reflection of God. Everything about us ought to be a reflection of God. Because this plays an important role and it will also stand to reason that the God would have a book of our remembrance or or our DNA uh, talking about who we are and what we are. And so Exodus reminds us of this. Just as God gave Moses the blueprint for building the sanctuary and then said to him, make me a sanctuary after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments used in all of the services. And so his book of DNA, God has the complete blueprint for who and what we are to be. God has already laid it out. God has already designed it. God has already put it in motion. Even in Genesis 1, 26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over all of the earth. God's blueprint, God's design from the very beginning, God has already ordained it. He has already set it up. He has already put it in the place. All we have to do is trust him. That's God's DNA. You are already an overcomer. You are already victorious. You're already a winner. You have already conquered that thing. But the trouble is, is that there is an evilness that want to keep reminding, but we have to trust God and believe that what he said is true. So God said, let us make man. Because in this fourth book, in this fourth book, the book of DNA, uh, uh, it it is recorded in the timing of our birth. All the equipment needed to live a victorious Christ-centered life. Very important things. Because in Psalms 139, again, thine eyes did I see my my substance when yet being imperfect and imperfect or incomplete when as yet there was none. God said, Even when you were in your mother's womb, I've already set you up for perfection. I already set you up on the road to be a winner. I've already set things in motions. And so how 
how, uh, uh, and so, and so he saw how, 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 be, be, how, uh, uh, before we were ever put together, he saw all those things before it was even laid out. He saw all of those things from dust thou art and to dust you will return. So we were fabricated right there by the elements within the earth. We were put together by the elements in the earth and God said, I've already mapped it out. I already see you. I already know what you need before you even need it. Now, every cell in your body carries your identity, who you are, and also what you are. John, John reminds us of this. John tells us, he said, we are sons and daughters of God. That's stamped in each and every one of us. It is stamped right there in our cells. It's stamped that we are the sons of God. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Uh, 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 therefore, the world knoweth us not. Because it knew him not it didn't know him so we cannot expect the world to know us and it's too many times we look to the world we look to the world for answers we look to the world for confirmation we look to the world to lift up our day we look to the world to help us every step we look to the world to validate us we look to the world to pat us on the back and the truth of the matter is my brothers and sisters that God from the very beginning from the foundation of the world that God has already pat you on the back. He pat you on the back when he was smacking dirt together and was forming you to be like him. God was already encouraging you. He was already breathing life in you. So we need now look to the world for validation. We just look to God. We look to God for validation because God already knew what we needed before we were in need of it. And what I love about my God, if I can just put a pen right there for a second, uh, 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 what I love about my God is, is that he don't validate, or, or should I say, he don't base uh, 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 who I am off of who you are. Uh, you see, God doesn't look at you to determine how he want to deal with me. I thank God that he deals with me based off of me, based off of what he placed in me, based off, based off of my capabilities and not yours. Because the truth of the matter is everybody in here is different. And it's so easy for us to look at another individual and expect them to make it over something or through something because we've made it over and through. Amen. We have to allow time. We have to allow God to work. We have to allow the individual to work. We have to allow God to be God. And we have to learn how to get out of the way and let God be God. Too many times we try to do God's work. God said, listen, I placed in you everything you need. If you would just simply trust me, lean on me, let me be God. Let me be God. Can I be God? He says, can I be God tonight? Can I be God in your life? Can I be the one to rule over everything? Let's go on a little further here. Because we have to understand that God has made us kings and queens. 
Kings and priests and prince. God said, listen, listen, everything you need, I have set it up from the beginning. I have laid it all out for you. God's DNA has been stamped and approved within us. So we need not worry. We need not fret. We need not have any more sleepless nights. I'm trying to help somebody here. We need not walk the paint, pace the floors anymore. We need not worry about bill collectors because everything you need, God has given it to you. And I'm going to show you in a few minutes. God knows exactly what we need. Before I formed you. Before I formed you, God said, I knew you. I've already taken care of it. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, <clears throat> before you were born, I knew you. I already had it mapped out. I already had it mapped out. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. The devil trying, but you know, every night there's been something, but we're going we're gonna to be all right. Because the devil understands, my brothers and sisters, that his timing is short. God has given you everything you need to be successful in this world in which we're living in. As hard as it is, as complicated as it is, as crazy as it is, you have what you need when you have Jesus. So before I formed you. Not after I formed you. This is, you're not an afterthought with God. God. God didn't come back down the road and say, you know what? Let me do something. No, 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 no. Before God even formed you, he already devised a plan for your happiness. He's already devised a plan for your success. Before he even formed you, he's already laid some things out. I hope you hear me tonight. He's already set some things in place before he even formed you. That's one of the things I had to learn, Elder. I had to learn that. I had to learn that God had already taken care of it. While I'm trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. And if I just had a couple of people in here that understood that God has already worked it out, that God has already set some things in all we have to do, as I said the other day, is lift him up. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And the problem is we don't lift him up. We don't lift him up on our jobs. We're not lifting him up at Walmart. We're not lifting him up down the street. We're not lifting him up around the corner. The truth of the matter is we don't lift him up in our own house. And it's hard to come to church and lift God up when you haven't been lifting him up all week long. And now you want to show up with your lift up clothes on. Uh-huh, before I formed you, before, before I laid the foundation, let me explain something to you. I've already set some things in place. God said, I must equip my children with sufficient light uh, to create a desire for more. God said, I must, I must, I must give you more light. I must create more light. I must, I must equip you with light. Not only that, but he goes on to say uh, 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 that I must equip you, uh, uh, my child, with revelation sufficient that he will keep 
my law, God said, I'm giving you what you need, not only to shed my light, but I'm equipping you, my brothers and sisters, with the ability to even keep my law. I know it's hard. I know you say it's hard, but I'm going to stop saying, you know, it, you know, uh, it, you know, it's hard. You know, the devil, the devil been on my heels. Well, well, well step on him if he's down that low. Uh-huh, you, you, he, he on my heels. What, 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 what? I mean, God said, I will equip you with everything you need. In Deuteronomy 8, he goes on to say uh, that I will equip you with wisdom sufficient to support both home and work. And in 1 Corinthians, uh, he goes on to say, I will equip you uh, with power and with grace. He said, I will equip you with wealth. That's what you said right there. Is that what you said? But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to do what, everybody? Produce wealth. And I know we like to shine away from that one because we don't want to be labeled as prosperity preachers. But let me explain something to you. I serve a God that owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. And my God said, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and my glory. In other words, he said, not only will I supply them, but Deuteronomy says, I will equip you to be able to be successful. I will equip you to be wealthy. And I understand that, my brothers and sisters, because, you know, times get hard. I got to just be real. Can I keep it real tonight? Uh, 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 times get hard. Times get a little rough. And, and sometimes we take our loans and we do things that we know we shouldn't do. Amen. And we end up with all this debt. Amen. Amen. We try to go to school to get a decent education and we end up with all this debt. But let me explain something to you. God said, don't worry about the debt because I will equip you to pay that debt off. I will equip you to get this conference out of debt. I will equip you to get your finances straight. I will equip you because God says, I will make you the head and not the tail. So don't talk to me about prosperity preacher. Talk to me about a God that wants me to be successful. Talk to me about a God that wants me to have the freedom to be able to help somebody who was in need and not always talking about, I just have two nickels. Oh, two nickels is all that I have. I want to be able to bless somebody and God said I will equip you I will equip you is that alright I will equip you I will give you what you need so to another he said by faith the same spirit to another the gift of healing by the same spirit God said I will give you I will equip you with this with the gift to live right I will equip you with the spirit to do right I will equip you with the spirit to walk right I will equip you with the spirit to talk right no more do my do my language reflect that of the world no more do I walk to places that I used to go no more do I hang out in the club no more do I do those things because God has said I will equip you to live a life that is a reflection of the light of glory I will equip you to be able to stand when everybody else is falling he says I will equip you to be able to live a life without the struggles that you used to have I will equip you I will equip you 
He says, uh, I, I will equip my, ch- my child uh, uh, with strength. He said, I will equip them with strength sufficient for the demands of life. I will give you good health. I will give you the health you need to be able to make it through this life. I will equip you with what your, with your mental state. I will equip you to be able to have a mind that has stayed on him. I will equip you to be able to stand in the midst of it all. God said, I will equip you. Hey, is that all right? He says, I will equip my children. In the judgment, he said, I will judge according to what he has received and not accounting what he has not been given. Oh, I love it. I love what Isaiah said. He says, behold, my God is my salvation and him will I trust. I will trust God. If I can't trust nobody else, I will trust God. I will trust him when I can't trace him. Because he simply reminds me, he says, behold, I am coming soon. I'm coming quickly. And he says, and my reward is with me. I'm coming and my reward is with me. That's why I don't look to the left or to the right anymore. I used to struggle. I understand. I know I'm talking to somebody. You may, you may still be there right now. And my job is to help you through it. Amen. And so I want to just give you some words of encouragement. Yes, they say, you know, trouble don't last always. But if I can just help you out right there and let you know that God is coming with his reward. And if that's not motivation enough, I don't know what is. If the if the fact that Jesus is returning real soon isn't motivation enough to get you in the right frame of mind, then I really don't know what else to say, Jesus. But he's, I guess he said, keep on saying it. Okay, what if the fact that Jesus is coming soon is not motivation enough, then I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, 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 just keep telling them. If coming Jesus coming is not motivation enough, what is it going to take? What is it going to take? He says, I've given you uh, everything uh, that you need. I've given you everything that you need to be successful. And then he goes on and say that he has written, written his law on our hearts. My judgment, he's coming with this reward. God knows exactly what we need before we're even in need of it. God know exactly how much we can bear. And one thing I love about my Jesus is that he will put no more on me than what I am able to bear. He weighs that thing out. He weighs it out. He checks it out. And he says, you're good. So my brothers and sisters, if you're going through it, God's going to bring you through it. If it's happening to you right now, there is no need for you to be overwhelmed. Because God says, I wouldn't put it on you if you couldn't handle it. I wouldn't have given you that position if you couldn't handle it. I wouldn't have allowed you to get that job if you couldn't handle it. Oh, I feel my help right there. I wouldn't allow you uh, to get that house. If you couldn't handle it, I know COVID has come along and shut a lot of stuff down, 
But God said, I thought it out and I thought it through. And I would not have allowed you to enter therein if I didn't see you on the other side. We have to learn how to look on the other side. When God kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden, I know it was a hurtful thing. I know it was a painful thing. But God wasn't just looking at the now. He was looking on the other side. He was looking at Calvary's cross. And if I can take it a little further, he was looking at you and he was looking at me. So it was important that he put them out so that he can bring us in. God is not going to put you in a situation that he hadn't already devised a plan for your escape. We're talking about our God tonight. God know what we need before we're even in need of it. God know exactly what's happening right now. Amen. You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. See, 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 you're not just average. Uh, we started out talking about that fourth book, God's DNA. You are a chosen people. Uh, you're not like everybody else. So, so we need to quit trying to be like everybody else. I hope somebody online listening to me tonight, they, you're, you're not like everybody else. You see, when you woke up in the morning and you said, God, have your way. I give my life to you today. Order my steps. So when you find yourself in troubled times, you've already asked God to order your steps. Could it be that God is leading you into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil? Could it be that God is trying to help you out by showing you something that you didn't know that you had? And that is faith to stand. Hope that will last. God said, I'm going to give you everything uh, uh, that you need. You just must simply trust me. Trust me when you can't trace me. Trust me in the midst of it all. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood uh, uh, that you may show forth the praises of he who called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Uh, so that it is a law that he wrote that the law in our inward parts, in our DNA, in our members, because God understood in Second Peter, First uh, uh, Peter chapter two verse nine, that you are a chosen. In other words, you are chosen. You are you are picked. Amen. And, and, and in other words, in other words, God, God didn't just didn't, didn't didn't just walk past and just scoop you. No, God, he picked you. If you ever know anything for you uh, uh, shoppers, amen, uh, uh, I know my wife, she loved mango, uh, uh, she loved mangoes, but she also loved avocados. That's the one I'm, you know, she she, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm not an avocado man, but. But my wife loves avocados, but I can tell you this. I don't eat avocados, um, but, but I can pick one. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Uh, my, my, wife, my wife, she loves she love avocados, and so I'll go to the store, and, I, and I'll start grabbing those avocados. You know, you go to squeezing, and that's a little too firm. That's a little too firm. It's a little too firm. God, God picked you. A chosen people. A 
royal priest. And God said, listen, I will take care of you. From these, from this, we understand that God know that even when we were yet in our mother's womb, that God had already devised a plan. Guess what? You are enough. You are enough. I just want I just want to help somebody tonight to let you know that you are enough. That everything uh, that you need is in you. Uh, You don't need to look any further. God said, listen, when you come to me, uh, when you give your life to me, uh, when you allow me to lead, when you allow me uh, to take hold of you, uh, everything you are longing for is already taken care of. Now, I'll have to just leave you with this, this, with, with this here uh, a thought on your mind because I want us to understand that, uh, uh, that, that everybody is not going to leave here a millionaire. Amen. Amen. I, just, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but, 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 but everybody is not set up to be billionaires. Uh-huh. I, I just have to be honest with you. Uh, you know, the, it, it's, you know, God, because he, the, let, let's just be real, because some of us can't handle being a hundred air. <laughs> some, some of us are still struggling with giving back to God as it is. Uh, I have to slide that in there. Some, some, some of us are struggling right now with giving back to God with your 15 cents. I was talking to my wife the other day, Elder, and, and I was telling her how back in the day, Lord help me, I said back in the day, baby, we used to be on that 10-10 plan. Yeah, we were on that 10-10 plan. She said, yeah, that was when we was making $100. Now, now we're on the, the uh, 10 five, the five ten plan, but we're on the plan. And then we do a little bit extra. Amen. Some of us can't handle it. Guess what? Everything you have, God has given it to you so that he can see, so that, so that you can see him. I'm going to say it again. Everything you have, God gave it to you so you can see him. What am I saying? God said, I am trusting you with what you have. And if you are faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. You are enough. Everything you need, everything that, 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 that you desire, God is saying you have it. Now, some of us are born to be uh, basketball players. Some of us are born to be uh, preachers and teachers. Some of us are born to be, you know, um, uh, uh, architects or, or whatever it is, your profession. Some of us, but some of us are born to, uh, to, to be preachers and we're not preaching. Some of us are born to be teachers and we're not teaching. Some of us are born to be leaders and we're not leading. Some of us are not doing what God has called us to do. Some of us. <laughs> I, I, if, if, you know, let me I'm, I, get off the floor. I'm hitting on somebody's toes. I can, I, I, I can tell. Matter of fact, you, I, I didn't even mean for that one to come out because I, I, that, that one wasn't supposed to come out, but it was because it came out. 
Because I know there is somebody not just in this space, but even online. You're not doing what God has called you to do. You're not. It took me a minute as I close with this testimony. It took me a minute to do what God has called me to do. It took me a minute to get it right. I was, I was, I was, I was hanging out with my friends and then I'll go to church with my other friends. Let y'all figure that math out. (laughs) And I didn't understand why I was having so much trouble. And it took, it took my friends, sorry about that, it took my friends that weren't in the church to help me to get in the church. Those same friends that were outside of the church are the ones that helped me get back into the church. They were saying stuff like, either you're going to hang with us or you're going to preach with us or preach to us. You can't do both. Either you're going to hang out here with us in these streets are you going to go on in there and you're going to preach? What you going to do? Because you coming out here, you're messing up my head, you're messing up my... <laughs> and it was that conversation that helped me get my head right to start thinking about what I needed to do. Some of us, some of us, not all of us, some, you know, some, sometimes when the preacher stands, he's really preaching to the choir. But the truth is, you don't know, you really don't know who you're preaching to. And so I just say what the Lord lay on my heart. Because somebody in here needs to understand that your life is valuable. And to keep playing double Dutch <laughs> is not the way to go. Somebody is tuning in right now, Elder, online, playing double Dutch. And that's not the way to go. You are enough. Listen, the sanctuary is simply God has laid this thing out for us to show us where we are. To let us know that he still wants that relationship. In Eden, he wanted that relationship. They messed it up. So we told Moses, Moses, I need you to build me a sanctuary so that I may dwell with my people. Go ahead. And so Moses did it. He said, I need you to do it exactly the way I say. Moses built the sanctuary. They was doing good for a hot second. And they messed it up. Now, we understand and know that the sanctuary was pointing to the coming of our Savior. And so when Jesus came, even though the sanctuary had already, was already laid out to let us know that, that he was coming, when he did come, because we messed that up, he said, well, maybe if I come down there, maybe if I walk with him, maybe if I talk with him, maybe if I spend some time with him, maybe if I let them know that you can do it by doing it with them, then maybe, just maybe, Maybe, just maybe, they'll get it, they'll get an understanding, and they'll be able to give my Father, our God, the praise that is due unto him. But we messed that up, too, because we killed him. 
And so God said, listen, I love you so much. I can't just let that in right there. I can't just stop right there. So I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. Because I love you that I still want to be a part of your life. I want to be a part of your day. I want to be a part of your decision making. I want to be a part of your thoughts. I want to be a part of your everything. So I'm going to send my spirit down here that he may lead you into all truth. And we, and we just kick him out. We just boot him out. We just. But then he says, you reject my spirit. You reject my son. You didn't get it with the sanctuary. I'm just going to come down there and just get you back myself. I'm just going to come down here and just call. I'm just going to have to just get up off my throne, just come down here because enough is enough. Somebody here tonight need to make that decision. Somebody online, you're viewing, you need to make that decision. Because once he comes out of the most holy, once he comes out of that compartment, he's not going back in there. We're not going to repeat this. This isn't a revolving door. There, 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 this isn't, this isn't a, a, a continuous cycle. He's letting us know that once he comes out, once the priest comes out and they start that thing over on the Day of Atonement, that's it. We're not going back. We're not going to start another year. We're not going to, no, 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 it's over. And so today is the day of your salvation. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? You can't do both. If you have your calling and election, sure, if you want to walk with Jesus, if you can just raise your hand with me, if you want to live for Jesus and ride with Jesus, if you can just raise your hand, amen, amen. If you're online, if you can just put in the chat that you want to ride with Jesus, if you can just type that in there, let us know. But if you're looking for a church home and you're looking for a, um, a place of worship, just someone to mentor, some, someone to talk to, someone to pray with, just let us know in the chat that, that you want us to pray for you. We have individuals that are online right now that are willing to engage with you. Again, we thank you so much for joining in with us. And I pray, as always, that something was said that drew you closer to our Lord and Savior. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what has transpired in this here sanctuary tonight. We thank you for life, health, and strength and all that you do. Father, you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. We ask you, oh God, to forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us this day, we pray. I pray for those hands that have gone up, that they want to follow you and walk with you all the days of their life, that you will cover and seal them even now. I pray for our family that are viewing online, God, that you will cover and keep them as well. I pray right now, Father, that those individuals that are in the valley of decision, that you will help them make their calling and election sure. Again, thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you, and you have a wonderful evening. If you have a gift, an offering that you want to leave, um, we have our deacon at the door. and You can leave that with him, and he'll be more than happy to take to put it in the right hands. God bless you and have a rest of a wonderful evening.